Hello, and welcome to the Monarch Ministries podcast. We are continuing our series on progressive Christianity, and today um, we're going to be diving into some of the issues that are popular in the progressive Christian uh, church, progressive Christian world. Um, Now, for the past three weeks, we've covered doctrinal statements about progressive Christianity. We've talked about their view of the fall of man and how they perceive truth. We've talked about universalism um, and their ideas on salvation. Um, and then we talked about uh, their misconception of love, and then we took off a week for the 4th of July. Um, but today, uh, after we've covered those three pillars, we're going to start diving into the issues. And I believe that it's essential to the progressive Christian doctrine um, in order to affirm these issues to have those three doctrinal pillars that we've previously discussed. So uh, I would recommend listening to those three episodes first um, before getting into this one, because in order to to really understand their framework and the way that they're able to justify these things, um, we have to have an understanding of of how they perceive scripture and how they they twist it into their own worldview. But today we're going to be talking about the progressive Christian view of abortion. and how they're able to justify abortion because of their, uh, because of the doctrine that they perceive, because of their ideas on truth, on love, and so on and so forth. And we're going to to really see that not only is it not biblical um, to to affirm abortion and to support abortion, but you know it's it it's really one of the most despicable things that that goes on in our culture today. Um, and it's important for true Christians to stand up and stand against it. Um, and we've seen great progress on that front in the past few weeks, um, in the past month with the reversal of Roe v. Wade. And so it's a very hot topic issue right now, um, as it should be. Um, and, you know, we're making great, great strides to, to eradicate this evil from our cult- culture. Um, but we have to attack this on all fronts. And one of the fronts, um, one of the main propagators of this idea of abortion is the progressive Christians. And so we're going to see that um, it's not biblical and that it's fundamentally against what God has willed for us. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, there will be a link in the description of the episode to join Monarch Ministries and to be a part of these sessions. Um, but thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the lesson. So hello. Um, this is the fourth part on the series on progressive Christianity. And we're going to start... You know, we, we've, we've done three episodes so far talking about the um, doctrines of progressive Christianity. We talked about their view on the creation story, their view on the fall of man, and, and its, you know, ties to Satanism um, and, and twisted doctrine and developing doctrine. Then we talked about universalism and why that was wrong. And then we talked about their idea of love and, and, and how they twist love. And now that, that we've covered those three main bases of progressive Christianity, those three, I, I would say those are the three pillars um, of cre- progressive Christianity, truth, universalism, and, and, and love, um, and their distortions of truth and love, and their misunderstanding of, of salvation and universalism. Um, and so now that we've, we've covered those three pillars, I want to look at, at their views on the issues, because they get the name progressive Christianity. Not necessarily because of those doctrines that they hold, but because of their views on the issues. And they're able to hold those views on the issues and claim that they still follow God um, because of the doctrines that they hold that we've talked about. But their views on these issues are ultimately what what brings them fame. And so in the public arena now, 
with the recent strike down of, of Roe v. Wade um, in the many states that are um, outlawing abortion, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's, it's a very big issue in the public arena day, and I want to <clears throat> talk about their view on it. Um, but before we do talk about their view, I want to look at a story in, uh, in scripture that I think is probably the most clear and evident um, evidence that we have for our pro-life stance. Uh, so go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 1. I really should have been here before, but I wasn't. Alright, um, and let's start in verse... Start in verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shut thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall call, the, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give him unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this, <clears throat> how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And the, and the sixth month with her, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days, and went into the hill country with waste into a city of, into the, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. <clears throat> And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for this time you've given to us to come and study your word, Lord, and to learn those things that you've given to us, Lord. I pray that you would teach us here and, and, and show us your word, Lord, and show us how precious life is to you, Lord, and how you desire all men to be saved, and how you have a plan for each and every one of us, Lord. And I pray that you would use the the recent events in this country, Lord, to help us to promote this message, Lord, and ultimately through this message of, of being pro-life, of, of um, destroying this institution of abortion, Lord, I pray that you would use us to promote a message of your salvation, Lord, because not only are we pro-life for the innocent children in the womb, Lord, but we're we're pro-life for people who, who are lost in their sin, Lord, and we want them to come to a saving knowledge of you and come to heaven, Lord. I pray that you would use us boldly and use us as a, as a light, a beacon in this dark world to spread your message, Lord. And thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the ultimate um, message that 
that that's put forth here is that John the Baptist, who was yet in the womb, he was um, he he'd been alive for six months, leaped for joy in Elizabeth's womb. He he experienced joy. Um, he had, took action. Um, he experienced emotion. He he was alive. Um, and 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 this is scriptural, and this is true. And there are other pro-life verses in in scripture, and we'll look at them. But I don't think um, that there's any way to get around the the truth here that the baby was alive and joyful and happy to see and meet his Lord while he was yet in the womb. And and I think it's it, it, it's absolutely precious um, to see, you know, this this ultimate display of of, of the joy upon seeing our Lord. Uh, that John the Baptist makes while while he's yet in the womb, but the the progressive Christian doesn't quite see it that way, um, and they'll they'll you they'll they'll be clever about it. Um, see where where I would obviously read this and say that that no man can experience joy unless he's alive. Um, no man can leap for joy unless he's alive, um, which which is logical um, and scriptural and the truth. Um, the progressive Christian would take you to the account of creation in Genesis chapter 1. <clears throat> Let's start in verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. <clears throat> so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay? Now go to chapter 2. <clears throat> and verse... Goodness gracious, I had it marked here. Alright, yeah, verse uh, 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. But the Lord God formed <clears throat> formed man of the dust of the earth, and breathed into his nostrils, nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So, you see the progressive Christian would say that, the only thing that this is the statement they make the only statement about the beginning of life that scripture gives is here in genesis chapter 2 um, on the creation account uh and that life begins when man first takes a breath that that breath is the beginning of life and 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 obviously um infants don't don't breathe um when they're still in the womb babies don't breathe when they're when they're still in the womb therefore scripturally speaking that baby is 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 not alive and this is the strongest scriptural argument that i've heard for it there's there's more arguments um but none of them have to do with 
with the life itself, but rather with, with Christian principles. And we'll get into those. But there's, there's an issue here. Um, number one being that Adam was the first man. Now, I, I would assume we've all been around a baby before. Um, but let's read on a little bit, <clears throat> uh, starting in verse 15. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat, thou mayest freely eat. But out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field for Adam. But for Adam there was not found an helpmeet for him. So, Adam's pretty busy here. Um, God is, has charged him to name all of the beasts. He, he, he's, he's charged him to, to be the steward of this, of this earth that he's been given. Um, you know, Adam's pretty busy here. Um, but, but like I said, we've, we've all been around infants before. Uh, they don't, they don't get around that much. They, they, they don't have the ability to name cattle. Um, if, if a baby was in charge of naming our, our, our cattle, naming our plants, naming our, uh, animals and, 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 and so on and so forth, they, they would all be named incomprehensible gibberish. Um, Babies can't walk. Babies can't eat solid food. They can't eat uh, of the fruit of the tree. They have to, to drink milk. Um, they have to eat blended food, as we see, uh, you know, when, when we take care of children. Babies aren't capable of these things. So Adam's life began when God breathed life into him. But Adam was born not of a woman, but directly from God's creation. Uh, and, and Adam was born an adult. Um, Adam was born capable of, you know, doing all these things. Adam was the first man. Adam was the man who, who did not have to, to, you know, develop and grow as, as, as normal people do, um, these days. Adam's children were born infants, but, but they were dependent on, on him and Eve for their sustenance and so on and so forth. And Adam's children um, were, were alive in, in the womb. So, you know, in, in the creation account, this, this idea that we can say that all life begins at breath because Adam began at breath doesn't take into account the differences between all other people and Adam. Adam was breathed directly from God, formed directly of God. Um, whereas we are all conceived, um, of, of, of man and woman. Not that we're not formed directly of God, but there's a process in which we're born um, that is fundamentally different than the process in which Adam was born. And so, you know, we have to see and recognize that Adam's life began in the moment he was conceived. Um, Adam's life began when God formed him and, and breathed into him and, 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 and he was created at that moment. Just as when I was created um, in my mother's womb, that's the moment I was I was alive. Um, that's the moment I became life. Uh, once upon a time, I was that that embryo that was in my mother's womb, uh, and the same is, is 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 for all of us. And so this argument that 
you know, life begins at breath because Adam's life began when when he took breath. It's it it, it fails to recognize the what the scripture is saying here. It fails to recognize the differences between Adam and us. And so then they'll they'll go to say things like, well, abortion is a very nuanced topic. It's very difficult for for many women. It's a very difficult situation. Um, and 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 so as Christians, um, we're we're primarily called to be compassionate. We're called to to love people. Um, we're called to care for people. And you know this this supreme court ruling that that we've taken or or the church's um the the evangelical church's opinion on abortion isn't loving isn't caring and and doesn't recognize um the <clears throat> the, the the rights that that women have have known for you know however long um women have 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 known this this right and and it takes away our our bodily autonomy and bodily autonomy is is something that that's crucial to christianity but we see that bodily autonomy is not crucial to christianity um bodily autonomy is not something that that's remotely important to to christianity we we are all free to make our own choices um we're all free to choose to serve God or or choose to to follow after the world, we're all ch free to choose God or 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 live in our own sin. However, um, the Bible frequently tells us that you know it's it it, it it's not our bodily autonomy that's important. Um, look at <clears throat> look at Romans six. Chapter 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Talking to Christians, um, God is forbidding us from sinning. Um, and, and, and that's scriptural. We are forbidden from continuing in sin because we're saved. Look at look at chapter 1 of, of, of the book of Romans. The, the first three words, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Um, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God again Paul is subjecting himself to God not to himself <clears throat> second Corinthians Paul an apostle of Christ by the will of God I'm just flippantly turning to the beginning of epistles here and again Colossians chapter 1 Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God first um, Thessalonians Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus under the church of Thessalonians of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, again, he's he's subjecting himself to Christ, um, and and he's putting himself under God's will. God's will is more important than our will. We are to take up our cross daily and follow Christ. We are to to die to self daily and follow Christ. Bodily autonomy is not something that's important to. Um, Christians. It, it, it's not a fundamental doctrine. It's a reality of nature that um, we we all have the ability to make our own choices. Um, however, many of those choices are 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 
sinful and and spit in the face of 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 what god has ordained and one of those choices is is abortion but they say abortion is compassionate um and and they'll claim you know in instances of 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 rape or incest or instances where um the the mother doesn't have a uh, a good financial background or the father is left or something and 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 we can't support the child so so we're not ready for it so we have to dispose of it um and first off i want to say you know on 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 those instances or or really any instance where where the child will cause um extreme hardship or be a reminder of extreme pain a couple things number one um no no foul act of the father is a justification for the murder of of a child and this is scriptural too that the sins of the father will not be imparted on the son um and so if a lady is raped and and a child is conceived um that child ought not to be punished for the act of violence of the father um, and likewise, the woman should not have to undergo a second act of violence as an answer to the wrongdoing that the father had done. Rather, the father should be brought to justice and be punished um, in like manner, uh, or, or, you know, to a to a sufficient standard um, under the law, um, rather than than causing more violence and and, and more hardship. The the second thing is it's it's not compassionate to kill the child. It's it, it's not compassionate to the child. And 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 when you say that that compassion is born um, by allowing a, a a woman to have the choice to kill her child, um, say in in an instance where she's not financially able to support it, that's that's neither compassionate to the mother nor the child. Um, to the mother, it it it's an extremely harmful procedure that will cause physical damage, um, most likely, and, and, and cause emotional damage um, for the rest of her life, undoubtedly. And it neglects the fact um, that, that there is a safety net in this culture already in place um, for any woman who, who is not financially able to take care of her child um, to be supported in raising that child or to give that child to a family that will support and 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 raise the child in potentially and, and hopefully a loving household um you know we we really don't hear enough about we, we we've heard a little bit in in recent days but we don't hear enough in in society about the absolute blessing that that pregnancy centers are um and, and, and how much they do to, to help young mothers um, or, or mothers in general um, to, to be able to raise their children comfortably, um, to have the, you know, support that they need financially um, and, and, and the help that they need to, to grow um, and, and, and learn the things they need to learn to, to raise their child. Not only are these pro-life centers, these are not pro-life centers, but, but pregnancy centers um, all over the country. There are thousands of them. Um, there are far more pregnancy centers in this country than there are abortion centers, far more. And it, it's always been that way. 
not not only are they extremely compassionate and extremely pro-life, but several of them are extremely Christian. Um, and you know the the general narrative about them these these past few weeks. Um, I don't know if if y'all have seen Elizabeth Warren put out uh, a, a tweet that that was very derogatory towards them, saying that they um, spread misinformation and they're not healthy to to women and and, and blah blah blah. It, it's not true. Um, but these these places have become a target of of the left um, and and even of progressive Christians when their only crime is that they've they've been a beacon um for for women to go in and 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 find help regarding their pregnancy um if if a woman needs financial help these places will help them if they need help raising the child they'll help them if they um need supplies diapers formula what have you um these pregnancy centers will supply those things to to the woman um these pregnancy centers provide post-abortion um, counseling and and they they help women who who've undergone abortions um, to, to come to terms with those things and and to learn from them and to um, not feel guilty about them but but to grow from those things um, and 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 come to a relationship with Christ they, they, they teach Christ they're they're wonderful places and they Merely the existence of of these pregnancy centers puts to bed the the idea that the pro life crowd is only pro life up until the the baby is born, and then, you know, we we hear the that buzz argument from from the left. You're you're only pro life up to a certain point, and then you're not compassionate after that. But these places that are almost always backed by churches, um, in in their local area, um, are very, very compassionate, very helpful. What's not compassionate is the intentional killing of an innocent child for for any reason and to claim that 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 is compassionate is is to reject um the lessons taught in scripture scripture very plainly says in exodus chapter 20 thou shalt not kill um it it, it it's very simple and it's very simple to understand both scripturally uh and secularly that that life begins at conception there's there's wide consensus um, that that life begins at conception in 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 the world today, um, and if we look, you know, there there are several pro-life verses we can look at in scripture. <clears throat> Very famous ones too. Turn to Psalm 139. <clears throat> And then let's start in verse, you know, let's just read the whole thing. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down. Thou art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall, thou hold, shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. 
Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the light shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in all and in that book all my members were written, which in countenance were fashioned, when as yet there was none, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies do take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me into the way everlasting. We see clearly in this passage, um, not only is the psalmist describing that um, God knew him while he was in the mother's womb, but also he goes through the stages of of development. Um, Verse 15, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in countenance were fashioned, and yet there was none of them. God was with him um, while he was still being fashioned in the womb, and he, and, and he talks about this, and it's it's a wonderful picture of, of how God um, is with us while we're in the womb. We are, we are alive there, um, and, and, and God holds us and cares for us just as he holds for, for anyone else. Jeremiah chapter 1, another very famous uh, pro-life verse, verse 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go and go to all that, that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. So not only are we alive in the womb, but God has ordained us a plan in the womb, and God has ordained us a life in the womb um, that that he wants us to follow after. Um, before we're, we're even um, formed, before we're made, while, while, while we're still developing, um, before we're born, God has a plan for us that he wants us to follow. And yet, in the progressive Christian view, the compassionate thing to do is to rob these children of, of, of the ability um, to, to have this life, to follow after this plan that, that God has made him. Um, the, the progressive Christian view is, is fundamentally against Christianity, um, in, in, in every facet and, in everything that we've looked at their, their view on truth is askewed. Their view on salvation is askewed. Their view on love is askewed. And we see how askewed that view on love is here when, when we see them saying it is a compassionate thing to kill a child. Um, and it's, it's not right. And it's it's disgusting to, to see, and we don't um, we we can't be caught up in, in in the emotional arguments that that they present. We can't be caught up in in the in the stories that they tell, um, and 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 in the the emotional things that they say about it. Because first of all, they're largely fabricated, um, but even the ones that aren't. If 
the child in the womb is an innocent life, if the child in the womb is a human life, which um, both secular scientists and scripture agree that, that it is, then there is no justification to, to kill that child. Um, there is no justification to purposefully take that child's life. And yet, you know, that, that's, that's what the progressive Christian ag advocates for is, is the intentional, uh, murder of, of these children. Abortion is the only law in, in our, in our country, the only, um, legal way in our country to kill an innocent there's no other justification for it in our law, and there shouldn't be. Um, and and this law should not be a justification for the murder of the innocent either. Uh, and, and and scripture affirms this: thou shall not kill. These these uh, children, these these preborn children, are children. They're human. They're innocent. They've done nothing wrong up to this point. Um, and and because largely of the convenience of our culture. Uh, we've killed millions of them, and we're very happy that we're on the path to to stop this. Um, and and many states have already put forth legislation to stop this, but there's still a long way to go. There's still a lot of prayer that needs to be made, uh, and and one of the arenas that we need to fight this this pro-choice ideal in is the progressive Christian arena. We have to. We have to be able to, to contend for the faith and show them that part of righteousness is that we shall not kill, is that we have to affirm that these children are alive and affirm that they're innocent and affirm that they are not deserving of death um, and that it is wrong to kill them. And, and we have to be bold about this. And we can't be caught up um, in, in, in the propaganda. Um, and, and the idea is that oh well if 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 you're uh, one of these these evangelical Christians that's that that's pro-life you're you're only pro-life up to the point of uh, uh, of birth well no we have we have pregnancy centers um, that are ready to take care of the mother and we have a long list of parents waiting to adopt these children so you know we, we really do care about these children after they're born um, we care about all people we want all people to live fulfilled lives uh, through Christ. Uh, oh, well, what about um, if, if, a, if a woman is raped? Well, that's a terrible thing. We want justice for that, but that's not a justification to kill, to kill a child. And, 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 you know, there's, there's several other instances that could be brought up. Well, what if, what if the, the mother would die in the process? Well, in, in every case where, the mother would die in the process of childbirth. Um, it's 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 simply it's not an abortion. It's there's a difference between losing a child and killing a child. In this instance, it's a tragic thing to lose a child, but it is not it is not the intentional murder of the child. Um, in that case, the child would not survive. There 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 are so many instances that 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 they that they bring up um, that they're good, compassionate Christian answers for. And, and none of those good, compassionate Christ, Christian answers involve the intentional killing of that child. Any, any questions tonight before we close in prayer? Nope. Alrighty. Bert, you want to close us in prayer tonight? Actually, he's eating ribs. Jacob, you want to close us in prayer?
Thanks for understanding, Kenton. Hey, no problem. Yeah, me? Yeah. Alright, dear God, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you for everything you've done for us and um, for everything you've done in this country. Um, I thank you for um, Roe v. Wade being overturned, and I pray that <clears throat> you can help us understand that the fight isn't over and that we need to continue to take action um, so that we can uh, protect the lives of the unborn. Um, let your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.